firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. Welcome to this continuing look at the book of Revelation. We've arrived at chapter 7, and chapter 7 really takes us so far into the future in terms of what will happen to believers and non-believers that I thought that it might be good to circle back and give somewhat of an overview before we actually look at chapter 7. So this is a very general overview of the end times. So let's start our discussion by looking at what happens to Old Testament believers. In other words, people who believed in God put their faith in God before Christ came to earth, before Christ was incarnate. And to do that, let's look at Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as has never been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered. Every one whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So those Old Testament believers who have been in the ground, in the dust so long, after the tribulation, the rapture occurs when the church is called, the church, the believers who have been uh, died prior to the, to the rapture, and those who are alive at the time of the rapture uh, shall arise to meet Christ in the air. After that is the tribulation. The exact time period between the rapture and the tribulation is not clear, but it seems clear that it would be a very short time. So at that time, the Old Testament believers will be raised, as well as those who are not believers. The believers, that is, those whose names are written in the book of life, to eternal life with God. The Old Testament non-believers whose names are not written in the book will be raised to the great white throne judgment. Then let's address, I touched on this a moment ago, but let's go back over. New Testament believers, people who were born again after the after Christ came the first time, who have died, will, will be raised to meet Christ in the air. And those who are alive in Christ at that time, ones who have been born again and are still alive and walking on the earth at that time, will also be raised to meet Christ in the air. That begins the time of tribulation. The exact time frame, as I said a minute ago, is not clearly indicated, but because God is holding back evil by the Holy Spirit in believers, when the believers are gone and all believers will be gone with the rapture of the church, then, then evil will take control. So presumably that tribulation will follow shortly after. 
Now, during the tribulation, and this is what chapter 7 starts off addressing, the 144,000 from the 12 tribes of the Jews, those will be saved. They will be saved. The church is gone. So these new believers, these 144,000, and, and we believe that's literal because God was very specific, they will be the evangelical arm of the church. They will go to all the nations because the old church, the, the original church, the body of Christ, has gone. They've been raptured. So the 144,000 are marked and not harmed by the tribulation, in, including the witnesses who we will come to later. But just generally, those two witnesses are on the earth for three and a half years, the early part of the tribulation, a period of seven years, and then they're killed and left on the street, and then three days later, they are raised again. Those two witnesses are Jews, uh, not by specific scriptural reference, but by deduction, they will come in the early part of the tribulation. And, and through their ministry, the 144,000 Jews from the 12 tribes are saved and then become the evangelical arm of Christ. Those 144,000 are the ones who are ministering to the Gentile nations uh, in the first three and a half years. The, the Antichrist in the first three and a half years cuts a deal with Israel, so to speak, and and leaves them alone, and they're allowed to offer the sacrifices. But after the first half of the tribulation, after the first three and a half years, we have the abomination of desolation because the Antichrist sets up his image on the altar in the temple, which has now been rebuilt during the tribulation. During this time period, people from all nations, including people from Israel, in addition to the 144,000, so many that, that in chapter 7 it says they can't be numbered, will be martyred. In other words, they will be, they will be born again in Christ through the witness, the evangelical witness of the 144,000. They will come to a saving faith in Christ, and then while serving the Lord Jesus Christ, they will be martyred in the tribulation, and they will be the before the throne, as we will see in chapter 7, they will be dressed in white, and those will be all those Christians who are, who are martyred. Then at the end of the tribulation, there is where the, all the people will be gathered, and they will be separated from right and left, the sheep from the goats, the sheep being the believers and the goats being the non-believers. At that time, the, the non-believers are executed and the sheep go into the millennium and they will populate the earth. One of the things that, that most scholars, of whom I'm not one for sure, but those that are don't know clearly from Scripture what happens to millennial saints, those who are born again during the thousand-year reign of Christ. But by deduction, I guess you might say, it seems clear that the non-believers are ultimately at the, at the white throne judgment thrown into the lake of fire. It, it's really difficult to imagine 
that God would have believers at at the white throne judgment to see uh, those that they know and love thrown into the lake of fire, those who have rejected Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But we have to say that God is sovereign, and, and that question is his and not ours. So there being no clear answer about those millennial saints, those who become Christians, who, who are, put their trust in Christ during the thousand-year reign, it's hard to imagine that they're not uh, forever in the presence of God, but we have to leave that in God's hands and trust him as we do with all things. Amen? So next time we will actually dive into chapter 7, but I wanted to give this background so that it makes better sense. A lot of this information will be repeated when we go through chapter 7, but this is an overview uh, addressing what happens to believers and non-believers alike from Genesis to Revelation. God bless you and keep you now and always in Christ Jesus. Amen.